Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Tara Dublin is a mom, writer, voice actor, sarcastic feminist activist who is still with her. Tara Dublin, thank you so much for coming on LGBTQ America. It is my great pleasure. Thanks for having me. There is so much going on both here in Portland, Oregon, and abroad. Is that more than a fair statement? Um, I would say that's the understatement of this horrific year. Absolutely. When is there not something terrible going on, right? Definitely. It's now, constant. we haven't had a chance yeah. to hear your, um, your, what was your immediate feedback? You know, what were you thinking and feeling when you found out that Trump had won the election? I mean, of course, I was suitably horrified and traumatized and uh, in a fetal position crying because I couldn't comprehend how it could have happened. And in the aftermath, um, you know, in the immediate moment, you're just despondent. And then thankfully, you know, day by day, we learn more and more about how they totally stole an absolutely rigged election that they were in cahoots with the Russians during the campaign that you know all of this underhanded undermining undermining just ridiculousness has been going on this whole time and everyone's just like no okay they'll just take the white house and then we'll fight them uh no we need to fight them before they can get to the white house because they have obtained this illegally they she's won the popular vote and that needs to matter it needs to matter that she's gotten more votes than any other white man who ran for president it means to matter that the voice of the people isn't being heard and that the voice of a select few electors get to decide for us. And that is this antiquated, horrible notion. And unless we take action and do something about it, uh, you know, we're in for really just the worst times of our, of our history, I believe. And so I, I have taken, you know, all of my you know, PTSD from the election and sort of uh, and, and almost re-energized by it and uh, newly motivated by it and new, newly remobilized by it to continue to fight to make sure that these white supremacists who were trying to stage a government coup don't finish it, you know, that we stop them. So we have time to stop them. And so that's my action now. My action is all about stopping it before it can really start to do permanent damage to our country. Definitely. Thank you, Tara. And I've yeah. spoken with members yeah. of the PDX resistance that um, it's, it's amazing to me having just spoken with them and taking in contrast, what you're saying is that a lot of people mm-hmm. I'm speaking with right now. And, and just to be fair to our listeners, this is not about the LGBTQ community. It's almost like all of us, you know, the divided half of America that we are now all uh, part of this marginalized community as a whole it's, everyone's talking Absolutely. about unity and mobilizing and taking action before J20, before January 20, when Trump has inauguration. So I want to ask you about this. 
So unfortunately, the Southern Poverty Law Center and a lot of news organizations have reported a great uptick in hate speech and hate crimes. We've seen a lot of posts that included swastikas and various things, um, you know, anti-hate speech happening towards Muslims and LGBTQ in schools. Now, we have a really Mm -hmm. alarming video we're going to play from Kareem Medwalk, who's a YouTube star from Are We Famous Now? He posted this video on Twitter last night. This is a friend of his that was uh, verbally accosted by a motorist at a traffic stop. So I want to I want to play the clip from Kareem, then I want to get your reaction mm-hmm. here. Here's what sure. events. What you're... Fucking Arab motherfucker. Eric fucking cocksucker. I don't care, bro. Video. You're a loser. You don't even from here, you motherfucker. Fucking loser. Fuck you and your family, you terrorist fuck. Video all you want. You're an Arab. You're a fucking loser. Sad nigga. Exactly. Video. What is that going to do? What is that going to do? Trump is president, asshole, so you can kiss your fucking visa goodbye, scumbag. They'll deport you soon, don't worry, you fucking terrorist. Oh my god, I'm so scared. What you stealing? Fucking Arab fuck. Wow. Wow. Well, you know, with him saying, what does it do? What does it do? What does the filming do? Well, it exposes you. That's what it does. And it's one more incident that we have. Uh, that we can, instead of saying, oh, this guy said this to me, it's here. Here is video. Here is video of a hate crime. Here is evidence of a hate crime. Do something with this. It's not hearsay. I can see and hear it. So it's real and it's in front of you. So when I hear that, um, to me, it's almost like, you know, we knew that this hate existed in our country and if you believe that it did not then you've been living under a rock because we know that this exists i will say that in the last election it certainly was not like that or the one before the one before and the hate speech has grown uh more emboldened with the rise of the internet and uh up until we had the chode as the candidate for the republican party um people didn't really because <laughs> yes. i can't call him by his name um People really kind of kept a lid on that. You know, it, it would it might boil over in the streets if you got into an altercation, but it wasn't every day and it wasn't all day, and it certainly wasn't every day all day online. The Chode has given his followers blanket permission to behave this way. He has said it's all right as he has said it by his example. So I believe that any other candidate, if you had Jeb Bush up there, if you had Marco Rubio up there, even if you had Ted Cruz, which is like having, you know, the Antichrist, none of his supporters would, none of their supporters would be behaving in this manner. I feel fairly certain in saying that if Jeb Bush had been the Republican nominee, none of his supporters would go out of his way to paint swastikas on churches. I'm just going to throw that out there. Because um, we never saw that before this election. I mean, we saw it, you know, throughout history, but not as a part of a political movement to get somebody elected. Um, and so tapping into, I mean, obviously he has tapped into this widespread hate and fear that these uneducated white men have been living with. And uh, it is our responsibility to expose it every time we see it. To not pretend yes. it doesn't exist. There is absolutely no reason to normalize any of it, and we absolutely should not tolerate any normalization of this sort of speech. 
regardless of who the source is, and if it comes from the vice president or the president, you still call them on it. So that is what our movement, that is what, that's why we call it the resistance. We will resist every single negative thing that comes out of this election result. So I'm sending every hate tweet that I receive or every article that I read about uh, harassment or anything that's negative, every single thing that I find, I tweet to Melania Trump. And I would encourage <laughs> anybody listening to do the same because, you know, she's just so passionate about ending bullying. Didn't she say that was yes. going to be her important platform? So let's help her. Let's help her by gathering all of these stories, which will continue, and they'll, their numbers will increase. Every time you see one, just tweet it to Melania. She's on there. I don't think she's a very responsive person. What's also very interesting about Melania Trump's Twitter, if you take a look at who she's following, the first follower is her awful, horrible husband. The second person on Melania Trump's follow list is her psychiatrist. Oh, I just think oh no. That's glorious. Um, so uh, in, in hearing that video, hearing the language, first of all, it's nothing I haven't heard before, which is a terrible thing to say. And it's not even that shocking anymore, which is also a terrible thing to have to say. So that is why we fight it. We call it what it is. We expose it. And we make sure that everybody sees that it's unacceptable. And we do not normalize it ever. So that's what we do when I, we see that. Definitely. And and I think it's fair to mm-hmm. say, Tara, I can I can tell from your tone, demeanor, and what's on Twitter, you are not taking this election line down. Your your banner says not my president. That hashtag right. has become huge. Um now this is well, a segue. You yeah. talked about those vice presidents. I do want to ask you about this. So mm-hmm. <laughs> our vice president elect Mike Pence last night just decided to take in a showing of Hamilton, which I, I don't mean what to laugh out loud, but um what was he thinking, yeah. by the way? <laughs> he de- he decided this would be a great night to go take in a showing of Hamilton. So I've seen some videos I of when Mike Pence came in. Let's go see a show filled with gays and minorities. That'll be a lovely night for me at the theater. <laughs> that was a great Idiot. idea, Mike. Nice going. So so yes. basically, yes. cause and effect, right? So everything we're talking right. about right now, the not me. President hashtag resist the resistance movement. So right. where did he go? He went to Hamilton. So cause right. and effect. Lo and behold, um, a viral video has taken off uh, that we have permission to use. So I'm going to roll this clip. This is okay. uh, at the moment that Mike Pence is trying to leave the theater at the end of Hamilton, and yes. a spokesperson, Brandon Dixon, from the cast of Hamilton, had this to say to VP elect Mike Pence. Let's roll the clip. Mm-hmm. Vice President-elect Pence, we welcome you and we truly thank you for joining us here at Hamilton and American Musical. We really do. We, sir, we are the diverse America who are alarmed and anxious that your new administration will not protect us. Our planet, our children, our parents, or defend us and uphold our inalienable rights, sir. But we truly hope that this show has inspired you to uphold our American values and to work on behalf of all of us. Yeah. All of us. Okay, Tara, we're throwing so, it back to you. What's out? Okay, what's your so what's your the, reaction several, to the Castro Hamilton? Yeah. 
there, well, there are several layers here to unpack. So first of all, when he did enter the theater, we know he got booed, um, which I believe that's, you know, and that's part of the reason why they're all complaining. Oh, they booed him. Really? What'd you do to Hillary? Let's not even. And then, uh, the, and then for the chode to respond with that the cast owes Mike Pence an apology uh, for Ugh. that is like, first, it makes you want, it makes you want to just find him and shake him and say, really, what's wrong with you? How do you watch that or listen to it and not hear the respect in it? That, in my opinion, Mike Pence does not deserve. And then you hear the dignity in it and you hear the honest plea from everyday American constituents making a plea to their political representative who happens to be present and part of a politician's job, regardless of party affiliation, is to listen to all of their constituents, which Mike Pence does not do, which his running mate does not do, and none of their people do. We know this. So, but what we also know is that what they love to do is gaslight us and divert us. Now, let's all not forget that Donald Trump, oh, my God, I said his name, admitted guilt uh, in the Trump University case by paying off $25 million <laughs> in the lawsuit. That is him saying, I am guilty. And what are people talking about? A Broadway musical. This is the diversion that they use to make themselves look like the victims and like the good guys when they are not. That's what narcissistic personality disorder does, and that is what the chode suffers from. So he has the narcissistic personality disorder with the martyr syndrome. I'm not doing anything. It's what the world is doing to me. So when they have their faux outrage, which they love their manufactured outrage that they like to accuse us of with their projection language, like their stupid Trump cup Starbucks protest, (laughs) it's not a protest. If you give them money, dumbass, it's a protest if you don't give them your money. It's like, what? how do you not understand basic things like math and science and the English language? But I digress. So by blowing this up, this boycott Hamilton bullshit thing, it's to divert yes. us from the realism of the white supremacists trying to take over the White House. This is all that this is. So we can play with this for a little bit, and we can say, you're being ridiculous. You're moronic. You're not buying Hamilton tickets. You can't even get a ticket to Hamilton for a year. So this is nothing. This is, yeah. this is a smokescreen so that we don't pay attention to Steve Bannon, and we don't pay attention to Mike Pompeo, and we don't pay attention to Mike Flynn, and we don't pay attention to Giuliani, and we don't pay attention to the other terrible people he's trying to put in the White House. So instead, we can let this hashtag sit for a day, but we really need to refocus our energies on staying on message. And the message is, this is not my president. This is not my America. I will not allow white supremacists to stage a coup and take over our country. I will not allow Muslim Americans to be forced to register. I will not allow for people who are here legally to be deported. And I will not allow for women to be sexually harassed on the street every day. I'm just not having it. I'm someone who's lived with cyber harassment for the last two months. I'm fed up. I'm not hiding anymore. 
You want to send me your shitty messages? That's great. I'm going to shame you. I'm going to send it to Melania. I'm going to block you, and you're not changing my life. So, can, can you give me I'm, some examples? You know, what 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 type of hate speech are you uh, experiencing? Well, I mean, I think that you're familiar. Maybe your listeners aren't. Um, stemming from an incident I had two months ago when I flipped off a Trump supporter standing in his driveway. Um, I've had two months of every horrible thing that you can say to a woman. And not just that, but the cyber harassment that goes along with getting docked. So my personal information put online, my children's faces, my son's faces, you know, in memes for incest and Nazism and rape and anti-Semitism and things sent to my home and things like that. So, um, and even my harasser, the person who chased me with his car, the guy I flipped off, had the audacity to take me to court under false pretenses saying, I was harassing him. I was bothering him. And excuse me, I gave you the finger. I took a picture of your Hillary for prison sign. Both of those things are protected right. under the First Amendment. You chasing me with your car, not so much. And so he took me to court, and the charges were dismissed because he had no evidence because they were bullshit. And then, of course, he goes online and tells people he got his revenge on me. And it's like the wow. charges were dismissed, and you're stuck with your own lawyer's fees. How is that revenge on me? Oh, it isn't because it's that projection language that they all use. So when they call us bigoted and when they call us racist and when they call us homophobic, it's them talking about themselves. When the chode was talking about the rigged election, he was talking about it rigged for him. It was all in his yes. favor. So when, when we see anything from him, anything that is generated from him, no, it is a lie. It is a smokescreen. It will never be the truth. It will always be some kind of posturing to make himself look better. We need to see through it. Now that I understand the mentality of how they tweet and how they use the social media to get at you, it doesn't bother me. It slides right off. When they accuse me of something, they're really speaking of themselves. When they attack my candidates, it's their own weakness. And we can hit them back with facts, and you and I both know facts are anathema to them. They don't even know what anathema means. They hunt, facts don't matter to them. We've seen this again and again. When fake Facebook no. articles yes. convinced people to not vote for Hillary because it said that she was killing people. I mean, it's ridiculous what people will believe if it's on the Internet. And the chode himself has said, oh, I don't know anything about that. I just read it on the Internet. So... Yeah, Zuckerberg you are went out there the other day. Yeah, Zuckerberg said that that was ridiculous to say that any of the news articles on Facebook could have influenced the election. But then, as it comes out more and more, that eight million people, you know, reposted and reblogged uh, right. the fake news articles on Facebook, which was more than the legitimate articles. It's like, wait, that means that they're disseminating that information. They believe it. No, it's oh my god, I have to tell my friend Susie, and I have to let Tara know, exactly. and I have to let Tim know. So exactly, right. Exactly, and then, um, so then, and then, and if you look at the recent news cycle, Trump tweets that he saved the Ford factory from going to Mexico. They were never <laughs> going to go. So, but the but the messaging that is put out is he says something, his rabid fan base accepts it as fact. The mainstream media reports this. Then you go back, and there's someone saying, "Wait, wait, wait, that's not true." And then the mainstream media has to go back and say, "Actually, this is the story, but it's too late." Because his idiotic fan base is perpetuating it as fact. So we're done. That story's done. 
because we can't change their minds. They're not going to believe the fact. They don't seem to understand that Planned Parenthood only does abortions 1% of the, that's 1% of their funding. They want to get outraged over they, what, what they want to get outraged about. And we have to let them. It's like the crazy cabbie that drives you to the airport. You're stuck with him for a very short amount of time. Let him go. You're not changing his mind. He's, lunat- he's a lunatic. You need to stay based right. in the fact and in the reality. And we need, that's what we need to continue to fight. So my advice to anybody who might get involved with any sort of online altercation with these white supremacists, and we have to also stop saying alt-right. We have to call them what they are. They are white supremacists. They are Nazis. There's no nice way to tie it up in a pretty red bow. Don't call them something that makes them sound like they're a hipster band. They're not the alt-right. They're white supremacists. They're Nazis. They hate blacks and Jews and all minorities, and they want America to be all white Christians. That's what we're up against. Know this. Accept this as the fact and the reality (laughs) so that when you are fighting it, understand where it comes from. Understand how to best fight it is with fact and try to keep your personal emotion out of it like if they attack you you don't say but i'm a single mom that's what they're attacking instead of them instead you say oh well you know my candidate won the popular vote by two million you fight them back with facts and then they lose interest you take the wind out of their sails you don't feed them you starve them don't give them what they want deprive them of what they want that's all you do so think of them as a weed that has popped up in your lawn and you're going to get rid of it that's what we have to do yes well, I want to ask you about these appointments. I want to ask you about this cabinet building that Trump's going on. So, so before we get to the three most controversial names, which you've already dropped, um, Rachel mm-hmm. Maddow. Come on, tell me you love Rachel Maddow. So she always starts well, her I, segment. Yes, right. I love her. I love her so much that I wish I could be a lesbian. That's how much I love her. <laughs> um, but I can't help it, baby. I was born a straight ally, so at least you have that. I will say this in okay. all honesty. I have not, since November 8th, I have not been able to watch the news at all. I can't hear anybody speaking his name or showing his actions. I'm reading. I'm, I'm keeping up. And so I'm reading things, and I'm absolutely staying as, you know, caught up as I possibly could. But to have it in front of me being fed to me, knowing that it's being fed to all of these other people. Like, I haven't watched CNN even before the election because they might as well have said we want Donald Trump well, to be president. So anything Rachel Maddow says, so I have, I'm going so to support. Here's the, headline. Here's, here's the headline. So she started out by showing clips um, about people talking about the show. We'll go with that. So she had clips okay. from Mitt Romney uh, <laughs> earlier in the year. So Romney is basically being interviewed talking about this fundamental – divide, uh, you know, between uh, the chodes, you know, uh, misogyny and the xenophobia and everything mm-hmm. that he was propelling during the election and all mm-hmm. this hate speech versus Republican ideology. And uh, Mitt Romney mm-hmm. is basically talking about how incest he is about the whole thing. And then Maddow contrasts it with, and Mitt Romney will be meeting with the chode uh, for a private meeting exactly. tomorrow. And it, it, and it just basically shows this hilarious, you know, like, I don't want to say it's a coming to Jesus moment because we don't know what's going to happen with the meeting. And then she shows Ted right. Cruz, and we know how much Ted uh, Cruz opposed the show during during those primary races. And then all of a yes, sudden you have now, Cruz on Fox News, like, oh, we had such a productive meeting today, and things were very positive. So I just want to get your reaction okay. to these Republican flip-floppers, specifically Cruz and Romney, 
Um, what do you think is going on there? Do you think that they're going to put their differences aside, or do you think that the show is so powerful that he's basically calling his base in, like, you will now do my bidding? What, like, what's going on? Yeah. There? Here's the thing. I still do not see the show as someone who it has power. I would say he is someone who is being owned by someone who has power, and that person is named Vladimir Putin. Um, I would say <laughs> that when it comes – I fully believe it. I fully believe he is owned by Vladimir Putin, and that is why we're where we are. So I will hope, you know, quick sidebar, that Loretta Lynch does her job and investigates this, and the NSA has all of these people calling for an investigation, something will actually happen. Okay, so Ted Cruz is weak and will follow the party line because Ted Cruz is somehow still under the delusion that he has a political career. So he thinks he's going to get to run in 2020, he wants to appear like he's the team player, that he's going to just he's going to take one for the team and he's going to go along with it so that when 2020 rolls around nobody can point at him and say, "Well, you know, you didn't line up with the rest of us." That's what I think about him. He is weak and ineffectual just like Ranks Priebus and he will uh tell you he'll fight and then as soon as someone stands in front of him and says, "Suck my dick," he'll say, "Let wait, let me get on my knees as fast as I humanly can." So uh, I have no respect <laughs> at, at all for Tegers. Now, Mitt Romney is a different case. Mitt Romney is actually an intelligent man who had a really good chance of being president and, and you know, for him, unfortunately for him, blew it. Um, he has been incredibly vocal, and he has also said that he's not walking into this meeting going, okay, I'm ready to lie down. He's very, very uh, cautious, and I think he's got – um, he's very, you know, I don't think he thinks that this is going to go well. Um, I think he's probably curious to see what the chode has to say to him. But if Mitt Romney is any kind of a man and has any kind of a backbone, he'll say, thanks for the meeting. I will not be helping you and will walk out. Because if he does align with them, then he's no better than they are. And he has been claiming well, all along that he is. Play, playing so, devil's advocate, though, based on several things mm-hmm. that he's said, because he's a party guy and wants to kind of take one for the team, so to speak, do you think that maybe in Mitt Romney's mind, if he's offered something like, say, Secretary of State, that that's a chance to serve his country and his party, and he might do it more for the party than for the chose? Do you think he will find um, a way to justify it if he oh, were well, to accept a position a like Secretary of State? Yeah, you'll always find they'll always find a way to justify the terrible things that they're doing. We know this. I personally, if you're if you're asking me if I have a choice between Mitt Romney or Jeff Sessions as Secretary of State or Attorney General, you know I'm ter- I'm choosing Romney. I'm choosing Romney over anybody else that he's put up because we've seen at least the human side of Mitt Romney in the past. Even if you have fundamental disagreements with the Republican Party's principles. I don't personally believe that Mitt Romney wants to cause the end of society or, you know, believes that women are inferior or wants to deport people. I mean, I think that inside of him, because he's a Mormon, he's a, there's a good man in there. Um, so fine. If that's his justification, if he's going to try to bring some goodness into there, eh, I still don't think that there, I mean, there's nothing normal about any of this. So for us even having this conversation is, somewhat normalizing it because we're talking about Mitt Romney going to sit and talk with Donald Trump about working in the White House. I mean, it, it, it hurts my stomach to say those words out loud. 
So yes, yes. I would hope that Mitt, you know what? I kind of I kind of want Mitt Romney to go in there and sit down and listen and and kind of be like you know, somebody, you know, like in The Godfather when the Turk comes to Corleone and says, you know, I want to do this, I want to sell drugs on the street, and Corleone's like, nah, like I'm, I'm hearing you and I understand you, but, you know, I'm just going to have to walk away. It's not my thing. I would love if Mitt Romney did that, if he just got up and walked away and said best of luck to you and then did his own thing. Yeah. Because better, I happen to believe now, for even for the Republicans, better for you to stand alone and say I will not normalize what this man is trying to do to our country. I may be a Republican, but I am a human being first. And I think that you have to look at your, into your soul before you look at your party. And you need to be able to look at your children and say, I did something today to save our country, not I did something so that people will be nice to me. And I think... Let's talk about the good guys. Yeah, let's talk about the, the good, good guys guy. here. Elizabeth, we got some good the guys. Elizabeth Warren... Here, here we go. Uh, Elizabeth Warren her. tweeted yesterday. She says, it is totally unprecedented for a president-elect of the United States to have to settle fraud lawsuits before taking office. I also tweeted that um, Trump had no choice but to settle the Trump University lawsuit for the simple reason that if he was deposed under oath, his many crimes would be revealed. That's my opinion. That's what my gut feeling tells yes. me, that if he is under oath and cross-examined in deposition crimes would be revealed. Um, let me get your feedback on that. Do you agree? I agree 100%, especially when one of the charges is racketeering, and that is a federal crime, and that does come with a prison sentence in federal prison, and he knows it. So yes. he knew. And, and you'll also remember that even before the election, he tried to get this, uh, this trial postponed until after the election, he and did. Judge Curiel sure was not did. having it. So... Um, for him to settle is him saying, I am guilty, and actually there is so much worse in there that I don't want you to know. And anybody who doesn't get that doesn't understand basic human behavior. He is doing everything that he can to make himself look like a good guy. $25 million, that's great. How much did you extort from those people? What did you do to ruin their lives? And this, I mean, and if he doesn't get popped for this, there's still fraud. There's still child rape if she ever comes back and, and charges him because she's so terrified of what's going to happen to her. That one. I, think, I, think, I think the accuser dropped that He did because he's case, so which, scared because of I what bet. his supporters do. We've seen those women who came forward after the, after the Access Hollywood tape, those women who came forward, and good for them, and more, there are, you know that there are countless more who are in hiding now because they yes. saw what happens to the ones who came out. So... That's, you know, that constant intimidation will silence people who are scared. It's not going to silence me. Not anymore. I mean, they scared me for a while. I will admit freely, it is terrifying to be cyber harassed for people to uh, target your family and your children. They're just coming for me, though. Bring it. You want to call me names on the Internet? That's how brave you are? I can handle that. I'm going to fight you on that. The bigger fight is making sure that the person who was actually elected to be president gets to do the job. And we have to disband okay. the electoral college, and we have to email our electors. And honestly, if our electors decide to choose somebody who is not Hillary Clinton but is also not the chode, I, am, I will accept that. I, obviously, we want the person who won the popular vote to actually get the job that she's overqualified for. But 
short of that, if John Kasich wants to step up or Mitt Romney wants to step up so that neither Mike Pence or the Chode becomes president, I would act up <laughs> that. So um, Tara, the appointment Tara, that we, we have the good people on you. our side, we've got, you know, Elizabeth Warren, we have you, we've Cory Booker, Harry Reid, even Lindsey Graham is stepping up and demanding an investigation into the Russian shit. So there are people who are willing to put themselves out there and fight. I'll stay on the front. Keith Oberman. Everybody needs to watch Keith Oberman yes. and the resistance because what he says is what we need to be doing. So follow that. Follow, you know, LGBTQ radio. We will always tell you the truth. Resist with us. Exactly. That's what I Exactly. Said. And I just want to ask you this. Uh, you're you're under no obligation because we're here on air, but um, we would love for you to join LGBTQ America Radio. Um, I would like to see you do interviews, take people to task, um, you know, get the facts out there. I mean, continue to put an honest microscope on what's going on there. We're beyond the point where we can sugarcoat and be nicey-nice to these facts when the facts are that you have the president-elect of the United States building a cabinet of known white supremacists, one of whom ran Breitbart, and um, the ideology of the hate speech that was represented during the entire campaign. So this is not a surprise. None of what's happening right now is a surprise to me in any way. And did you – no. And did you happen to see just today – I mean, just a little while ago I was tweeting to The Hollywood Reporter because they did an interview with with Steve Bannon. It's like, why would you do that? Why would you interview a white supremacist? Why? Why then do we have to deal with these poll quotes – that make him look like a that are trying to make him look better. You are helping to normalize. Why is he even in the Hollywood Reporter? Why is that even a publication that's paying attention to him? The only publication that should ever print his name is the one that the KKK prints out in somebody's basement on probably an old mimeograph machine. So, yes. you know, I would I would call upon all legitimate press to not to you can write stories about him certainly that expose. Don't interview him. Do not get a quote from him. Do not get him talking because he's not. It's normalization. It's nor- it normalizes it, doesn't it? If you give him a microphone, it's like we're normalizing it, right? Absolutely. So you absolutely, and so every time you see a media outlet quoting him, and they don't frame it with white supremacist Steve Bannon said, you call them on it. And not only that, mm-hmm. you can go deeper than that. You can actually, if you see that the New York Daily News is doing something, to, just as an example, to normalize Steve Bannon, don't just tweet the New York Daily News. You call the New York Daily News and you ask to speak to the news director. And you tell the news director that you have a problem with them normalizing these people. And I will tell you something, news directors will overreact. And news directors will yell at people and say, you be careful with the way you, you, you're doing this. So... That is the way that we make sure that the media is accountable. And you don't let up. I mean, every single day I have left voicemails for Loretta Lynch, Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell, uh, my local reps, and uh, the House uh, uh, Judiciary. I mean, any, any 202 area code phone number that people are posting on Facebook and Twitter saying, call and complain, I am calling and complaining. We need to use yes. our voices as much as possible. And I don't care if the people, if, if it makes people in your immediate life, if they're rolling their eyes at you, you say to them, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for our country. I'm doing this for future generations so that when they look back, they can say, 
the resistance prevented white supremacists from taking over the White House. I mean, we may change the course of what's about to happen, but we all have to be united and we have to be active and we can't be complacent. We can't let them believe for one minute that we're weak because we're not. We have to be strong and show that strength constantly. Stronger together was not a hashtag. And it's not just lip service. It's actually true. So when we are united, when we're, that is what makes us strong. So if we continue to stay on message consistently and fight it and never allow normalization, even in the smallest ways, that is how we fight. So I will talk to Fantastic. anybody. I will interview anybody, and I will call anybody on their shit if they're trying to get away with it. I will. Cause I, <laughs> I will make I the arrangements it. personally. I will set it up you, for you, Sarah. I will make it make happen. Make it happen. If we can do that. Make it happen. I will. I, Thank honestly, you so very much. My dream is to sit down with the chode and make him cry. I could make him cry. <laughs> I noticed you got that, me for life, I noticed my that friend. he blocked you on Twitter. Uh, is there a he reason that he blocked me you on, on Twitter? Twitter. Uh, he blocked me on Twitter, I believe, August of 2015. So it's been a long time. And then just recently, okay. uh, his his son, uh, let's see, well, there's Uday and Kusei. I, I think Kusei, yeah, Eric. Eric <laughs> oh, my God. Me. I always call them Yes, Uday I know, I know who you speak. Yeah. No, we always call the, the, the two older sons, Uday and Cuse, I never call them by their real name. And Kellyanne Conway is Trailer Barbie. I don't have a nickname for Ivanka yet, though. We gotta come up, i got to come up with something good, though. I don't know. I guess Daddy's Little Girl is enough, because she clearly is. In more ways than one. One thing, they, one thing they do not need, do not give them a security clearance. None of them need a security no. clearance. There's already so much conflict of interest. Mean? She shouldn't have been at that meeting right. with the Japanese ambassador. What the what the prime minister? What was she doing in that room? She never should have been there. It's ridiculous. There's, All of con- this there's is ridiculous. conflicts of interest that are so unprecedented between the children, the business interests. I mean, so if you look at it, and if Trump was to give his business to a blind trust, okay, a blind trust running it is a blind trust. That's someone that is not going to contact you on a day-to-day basis. And if we were to give the uh, son-in-law security clearance, you're going to tell me that he's not going to go home to Trump's daughter and talk shop at dinner? Exactly. You're freaking kidding me. It's impossible exactly. to separate and he, that. Exactly. It's all ridiculous. And here's the thing. From the moment he announced his candidacy, nobody has ever held his feet to the fire. Nobody has ever held him accountable. Nobody has ever stopped him. And so the question in my mind is who stopped him? Who? Because I'm rip shit, and I want to stop him, and you want to stop him. Millions of people voted to stop him, and even that wasn't enough. Who stops this man? How many times can we call Loretta Lynch? How many times can we hope that the Supreme Court takes a look and finally audits the votes and finally gives it to the woman who actually won? Like, who makes him accountable? That's my frustration. Is like he just walks around like the big man on campus, and nothing touches him. And it's so frustrating. It makes me want to pull the skin off of my face. I'm that frustrated that nothing happens to him, that he can settle the lawsuit, that he can get this woman to drop her rape case against him. Everyone has this perceived power. 
He actually has no power. He has none. All of these, his casinos are going bankrupt. He doesn't pay his contractors. All of you read right. the list of 3,500 lawsuits against him. He doesn't have power. What he has is a mouth. And he has the ability to manipulate with that mouth. That is all he has. And we all have it too. And why does he get to walk away and the rest of us have to pay? Why does he get away with paying, not paying taxes for 20 years? We don't pay taxes for 20 years. We're in prison. And not How releasing the okay? tax returns like, a, like every other not presidential candidate. We returns. never saw the tax returns released during never. the campaign up until the, it still hasn't happened. <laughs> no, and except for that stuff that the New York Times got a hold of that he tried to block and disavow. So, and even that got swept under the carpet. Nothing, he's Teflon. Nothing touches him. Somebody somewhere. And, you know, they're stepping, I mean, Harry Reid is not having it. So there's a voice in Congress who's doing something. That's great. But he's one. We need to collectively hold him accountable. And so everyone's like, no, just get away with it. Don't let him. I'm going to say Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. If you look at Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders' Twitter, they are picking up the mantle. They are unabashedly taking an anti-choke stance to be respectful to your wishes. We have to. And that's the lead. Bernie Bernie Sanders is really being outspoken right now. If you look at Bernie Sanders' tweets as well. Well, that's the example that we have to follow. Those are the tweets we have to retweet. Those are the and share those. You can share tweets on Facebook also for Facebook friends who don't tweet. Um, those are the examples we have to follow. There is no normalizing this. We do not have to be nice to them. When were they ever nice to Obama? When were they ever nice to Hillary? When were they ever nice to any of us? Never. I'm not turning Never. it around on a dime and pretending. I am not going to let you serve me shit and eat it and smile and tell me tell you it's delicious. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> It doesn't work like that. Sorry, I am a Jersey girl. You do not mess with us. There is nothing that you're, I'm going to let you get away with. If I see that you're doing wrong, I will call you on it. And that is why Trump blocked me, because when he was spinning his shit all the way back in the summer of 2015, and everyone was like, oh, oh, oh what an entertaining buffoon. It's like, no, this is a crazy, scary, narcissistic insane person who will manipulate the media and you don't get it because you think he's funny. And you have to remember, I grew up in Jersey in the 70s and 80s. I grew up with him constantly on the local news or on page six of the post for being disgusting, for being this chauvinist playboy, for, for going after the Central Park Five, for being a slumlord, for being a sexist dickhead, we knew he was disgusting the whole time. And if only New York voted for president, she'd be already transitioning. So it, we, all of New York knows he's full of shit. All of, and it's, the problem is that the rest of the country saw him on TV on The Apprentice, perceived that as strength, and ran with it. And that's crap. Just because someone's on yeah. TV, it does not mean they know what they're talking about. So it's an incredibly frustrating time to be an intelligent and informed American citizen because no one is listening to us. People are listening to the stupid uninformed citizens and that's wrong. And I I mean, it's like being the smart kid in class and you get beat up for it. That's, that's, that's not the way it should be. Smart kids should be running things because they're the smart kids. He's the <laughs> dumb guy that hangs out behind the wood shop and smokes cigarettes instead of going to class. 
So he's the class bully. Not, That's how I see him. Is the class bully? Totally uh, the bully. The, um, totally. The, the the bully that that leads others to his cause, and then it's worse. It's not yeah. just one bully on a weak individual. It's the bully that right. brings twenty people to a locker room fight against one poor skinny kid. That's basically exactly what, because that bully uh, showed it to America weak. right now. Yeah. And, Exactly. And, and if you if you are resolved to not let the Choke win this fight, Tara Dublin, then we task you to be a contributor, be a host, be an on-air personality. You got it. This can be your, your vocal forum. And I've wanted to work with it. you for a long time. So I'm personally excited right now. You are Me passionate about this. I am, I am really impressed. I really am. I am. I mean, it's not just me sitting here tweeting. Like, I feel this deeply because it does affect me personally. It has affected me personally. But what people need to remember, it affects every single American personally. And the people who are very passive, I I can't understand being passive. And the 46% of Americans who did not vote, I am furious at them. Because this is their fault. So, and they didn't vote because going back to the media, the media said, here are your two candidates. Pick the lesser of the two evils when that was not the case. We had evil and we had incredibly amazing, wonderful experience, brilliant, looking forward to making America awesome, but they didn't present her that way. So we kept talking about our stupid frigging emails until the weekend before, thanks, James Comey. So my messaging forward is cutting through all of that and showing the facts as they are. That's how you have to do it. The media, if the mainstream media won't do it, then there needs to be those of us who are passionate enough that will. And we'll call them on it. I'm on board. See them screwing it up. You got me. I'm on board, and, and I hope that you're with us. Tara Dublin, thank you so All much for your first appearance on LGBTQ America. Thank you. Thank you. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.